Good evening, and welcome back to Monsters Never Die, Talk Film Society's spooky podcast where Jacob and I discuss classic monsters, human or otherwise, as well as their remakes and ripoffs. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt Curione, editor-at-large over at Talk Film Society, and with me as always is... Jake the Snake DeNoble, ready to talk some wrestling and some horror. Hell yeah, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing good. I didn't really. That was kind of a half-assed uh, Randy Savage, even though I said Jake the Snake, just because I don't know. It's kind of hard to do a Jake the Snake impression without a big snake with you, and without you know smoking a pack a day. Like you got to really get that voice down. Uh, so how are you holding up with all this? Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. I, you know, I'm, I've got a little apartment to myself. I, I've been working from home, so I've been. I've honestly been seeing nobody and talking to nobody and kind of loving that. So I'm you know. I'm used to it, honestly. <laughs> like I don't really I don't like leaving the house. Um, it's weird, but the uh, the the fact that that option isn't on the table anymore is what's getting on my nerves. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Weird. So I hope all of you listeners are staying safe and healthy and happy and uh, just watching a lot of movies inside and washing your hands. Yes, and washing Constantly, your hands. Please. Uh, this is a special episode. Um, oh boy, is it. Yeah, about a year ago, I first met you in real life mm-hmm. at, a, at a little event called WrestleMania. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, and I don't know if people know this. They probably do, because they are subscribed to the Talk From Society podcast feed. Aren't you, listener? You should be. Uh, we are doing a crossover episode, a classic crossover episode just like they used to do on tv shows in the 90s and today and uh it's basically like the dc universe but us and today we are welcoming marcelo j pico i believe i believe that's his middle initial and marcus irving of marking the marks the wrestling podcast over at talk film society hello gentlemen hello hey hi hey hi i'm i'm marcelo yeah and and i'm uh, marcus that's marcus over there hey I tried to give you a little pomp and circumstance. Uh, I probably failed miserably. I'm not used to uh, introducing guests. Haven't done it in a while since Marcelo and I, we used to host a show together. Uh, Yeah, what was it called? Um, Hey, what's going on? Hey, what what is this? Hey, what is this? I think that's what people said after they listened to the show. Um, (laughs) Hey, podcasting. (laughs) No, it was called Hey, What You Watching? And we hosted it for uh, about 100 episodes. Approximately 100 episodes. Yes, yeah. Matt. Um, yeah, that, was a, that was a fun, fun little show. I don't know if it's available anymore, but if it is, well, yes. give it a listen. <laughs> I, th- I think I've talked to you before about this um, on, an, on a yet-to-be-released episode of a podcast you and I did. But yeah, hopefully in the next uh, few weeks, we'll, we'll, we'll get a Hey Cast, a Hey What You're Watching uh, separate feed going and have all the classic episodes with yes, uh, you and I, Matt. Yes, the classic episodes. Yes. Um, Some of them were actually pretty fun. I had a blast. We had a lot of good guests on that show, and uh, things went well. I I think so. I mean, I I had fun. It got me out of bed in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm so happy, you know, after that separation, we had a trough separation. We did 100 episodes. Um, Then we found our respective uh, podcast to do without each other i mean i found marcus we're, we're doing marking the marks it the wrestling podcast it yeah took, it took a while for and, me to find a new podcast and i'm just <laughs> so happy that one day jacob slid into my dms uh using uh, a wrestling gif i believe I, wow it, I, it's I'm all glad coming you're making it sound like true love and not like i'm sloppy seconds <laughs> <laughs> well come on any uh, any relationship after you know uh, another relationship that's i mean it's just another relationship it's not sloppy well, seconds well let's mm-hmm. put it this way uh jacob actually responds to twitter dms so it's nice wait a second it's is a nice that change you're, of are, you, are you sliding me <laughs> what is, what's going on here <laughs> guys nice. let's keep it let's keep it clean let's keep these these moves clean let's keep it clean in the ring guys i don't want these Th- below the belt li- shots marcus Matt. marcus i'm tagging you in get in there uh, hi, uh, I'm Mark. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I love that off the apron heat you bring to the table. So, so what brings our two shows, our two very different shows, together uh, for this special? Uh, is there anything happening soon in the world of wrestling? Why this weekend is going to be the world's weirdest WrestleMania <laughs> for two nights, <laughs> two gonna... full nights of pre-taped action. Oh my god! Now, it's I'm be excited. 
I, I, I want to make this clear to anybody who maybe is just listening to Monsters Never Die. They don't know anything about wrestling. I want Marcus to explain why, what's happening with WrestleMania, Marcus. Why is this happening? <laughs> okay, yeah. So you guys have heard of this big virus that's out there. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're kidding. What's going on? No, I don't know. But they... Uh, they had to do something about that. Uh, there's no, they uh, we're not allowing gatherings of people, right? So they can't have fans there. And instead of doing a live WrestleMania that is eight hours long uh, in front of no fans, they are pre-taping every match and they're putting it together later. And it's going to be over two nights. Uh, uh, I'm not looking forward to it, <laughs> but we have to. We're we're going to talk. We're going to have these same four people, right? Yes, it's going to be yes. real the, weird. This is part one of the crossover. Yes, Monsters Never Dies, part one. Part two is marking the marks where we're going to have Matt and Jacob on the show talking this very weird WrestleMania. And I want to say we had this planned like two months ago. See, it seems like before we even knew about the coronavirus. But hey, but some people <laughs> might have known about the coronavirus. So, oh, that's right. You know, some people should have known political, but. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is going to be weird. It's going to be very weird. I'm just wondering how at WrestleMania are they going to wrestle six feet apart? Because that's all. I do like be very that weird. they they've taken out the uh, the rumble because that's 30 people in the ring at once and that's too many at one time. <laughs> I mean, are they going to shoot fireballs at each other? Is it? Yeah, gonna, that's gonna... that's the thing that excites. Me. I it know it's not going to live up to what I want it to be because it's wrestling and rarely does. But, like, the idea that it's all pre like, you could do so much silly, cool stuff. I don't know. I'm excited. A boneyard match? I don't know what that means, but I'm excited. Who's in a boneyard? What? What's, yeah, what's Undertaker and AJ Styles are in a boneyard match. No, he's still wanna... alive. Good for him. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they wheel him out every skeletons year. in that. I want to I ask Marcus. Marcus, we fun. talked to... We talked about this in the last Marking the Marks episode. Do we know yet what a Boneyard match is? Uh, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> just making sure. Like, AJ Styles has said, I want to have a Boneyard match, and <laughs> that, that is what is happening. <laughs> no what a great what thing is. to say. <laughs> Do you think everybody, like, backstage was like, oh, shit, we have to figure out what a Boneyard match is now. AJ yeah. wants one. Yeah. We, we also have a main event that is not happening but is still being advertised as if it's happening like roman reigns pulled out of one of the main events of one of the nights and he's still being advertised as if he's in it so like there's no idea what the hell's happening there either it is all confusing all around they're gonna add him in post (laughs) cgi roman reigns (laughs) they're gonna use his model from ww 2k 18 or whatever and he's just gonna fall through the bottom of the ring That video game's broken, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you've tried to play it. But don't. Fine. Don't. Don't play it. It's bad. Um, (laughs) Anyway. So what would bring our two shows together? Well, Jacob and I talk a lot about monsters and horror movies. And, well, you two guys talk about wrestling. So what better than horror movies starring wrestlers? (gasps) Wow. Which is shockingly a genre. (laughs) Uh, okay, so which where are we where are we starting with this? Who wants to kick this off? Talking about uh, our first film of the night. Well, so we're going to kick things off with uh, what is often derided as the worst film of all time. I think that is absolute nonsense. It's not it's even the nonsense. bottom third of movies we've done on this show. Leprechaun <laughs> Origins. Yeah, I mean it's better than half of the Leprechauns easily. Uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space by yeah. uh, good old Ed Wood from 1959. And, you know, so the reason we're talking about Plan 9 from Outer Space is it stars Tor Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I can't find information to back this up, but this this certainly is one of the earliest examples of a director watching a wrestling match and thinking, hey, that big guy... I should use him in my low-budget horror movie, which is a trope that we will see happening for the next (laughs) 70 years. So, you know, Ed Wood, yet again, his eye was on the prize. He was on top of things. Ahead of his time. Innovator. Ahead of his time, my goodness. Um, I first saw this movie a few years ago uh, after everyone had told me, oh, it's the worst movie you'll ever see. And uh, no, it's not. Uh, I've watched all the Sharknado movies, and none of those hold a candle to... 
the purity and uh, earnestness of Edwood's Plan 9 from Outer Space, uh, which was actually originally called Grave Robbers from Outer Space, but the I believe the, the born-again Christian group that financed the movie thought that was sacrilegious, so they made them change the title of the movie. If anyone has seen Tim Burton's uh, uh, Ed Wood, uh, they all got baptized, and that's how they got the money to make this freaking movie. And um, <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, I'm a big fan of this movie. Yeah. And, you know, I think Tor Johnson... With a director who is maybe more willing to cut than Edward is, <laughs> I think George Johnson's pretty good in this. He he has a really cool, interesting look. Yeah, um, kind of the other characters who like people would have known coming into the movie, like Vampira and Criswell, they both just kind of carry over their signature looks, kind of, and just plopped into this movie. Yeah. But Tor gets a new look. Like he has the cool eyes. He has just kind of a just a, a general kind of menacing stare. And, he looks like a cool ass zombie. Yeah, he he looks cool, and again, I I just I I want to keep finding things to praise in this movie because there, there's some good stuff here. The now, costumes like, when, were very realistic. <laughs> now Tor has some trouble getting out of the grave, but uh, yes, know. which that's that shot starts out as iconic, and then just when yeah. he trips and falls, it's like oh, you just ruined it. Okay, <laughs> you tried. So Marcelo Marcus, have you seen? Is this your first time with this? Have you seen this before? What's your exposure to Plan Nine from Outer Space? I actually don't know how many times I've seen this. Um, I know one of the last times I saw it was at a Rift Tracks live thing, okay. and yeah, I I had fun watching it. And then I, I'm sure I, I'd seen it on its own. You know, or or maybe it was on a Mr. Science Theater episode. I can't remember. I've seen this so many times throughout, throughout my life by itself and also with, like, you know, the Mr. Science Theater guys talking over it. Like Matt was saying, I agree with him. It's earnest. It's not like those damn Sharknado movies where it's just nothing but, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, m- m- miserableness. Miserableness. I, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 those are a chore to get through. This is just, like, it's... Oh, sure, the dialogue is insane. <laughs> um, some lines are like, oh, humans are stupid. I, I, da, da, da. But, oh, no, I... Uh, it's... Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, it it's it's charming. It pulls off what it needs to pull off by way of charm, and uh, that that's why I dig it. That's why it's to me it's not one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, I mean, Marcus, what about you? Yeah, yeah, I I'd never seen it before until today, and oh, wow. uh, actually, I watched the the colorized version because it was oh. right there next to the black and white version. I don't know if that was a bad thing to do or not, but it actually looked really good. Um. The, but well, yeah, what you guys were saying with like the earnestness and the charm of it, like it does really feel like something. I've never seen Ed Wood. I don't know anything about the guy, but like watching it, it felt like uh, it felt like something that somebody had like put a lot of care into, even if it didn't mm-hmm. come together fully. Like uh, it, it felt really like scrappy and and uh, put together in like a really I don't know in a way that. Uh, was kind of endearing, actually. Like I, I like um, exactly. It's endearing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I've seen Ed Wood like a couple of dozen times, and I still had to like check to make sure that English was his first language when I was watching this. <laughs> <laughs> the screenplay is just—he writes as if it's not. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, but yeah, no, I like this movie. Sure, it drags a bit in the second half, but like, who cares? It's still fun to watch uh, UFOs on strings on fire. I think that's really cute. I the mean, scene where they're over the highway looks, I think, genuinely kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, some of the effects in this are fun. Like, I love it. I love the aliens, like, little lab that they have on the ship. That's super fun. And clearly very dangerous when everything goes on fire, because that uh, actress <laughs> is clearly terrified. Uh, I liked a lot of the performances in it, too. Like, they're all, like, a lot of them are, like, really going for it. Like, uh, the guy who played uh, Eros, like, the main alien guy. Yeah. Like he was fantastic, and uh, you mentioned Tor Johnson earlier too. Like his few lines that he had before he turned into the zombie monster thing, like he was very funny. I, I don't know. He's good. He's good. Um, if listeners want to check out another movie that he was in, uh, go to YouTube because it's pretty much public domain at this point. Uh, the Beast of Yucca Flats, yep. where, yes. where Tor Johnson plays a, uh, I think like a 
he's a nuclear Soviet scientist trying to steal uh, nuclear plans, and he gets caught up in a nuclear test and turns into like a radioactive beast. Uh, it's it's not good, but I love it. Uh, all the voices are dubbed over. It's interesting. It's barely an hour long. Uh, have fun with that, folks. Uh, <laughs> it's a good time. That's kind of the premise of the first Incredible Hulk issue. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. The Soviet uh, saboteur and the gamma bomb testing thing. Yeah, and then they turned that into you know, the Beast of Yucca Flats, or Yucca Flats. I don't know how the hell it's pronounced. <laughs> it's pronounced some way. Uh, okay, this brings us to our next movie. Uh, 2006's See No Evil, starring The Undertaker's brother, Kane. <laughs> um... Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I guess his real name is Glenn Jacobs. He's a, uh, a, pol- Mayor? a politician now, because <laughs> of course he is. Um, the movie's called See No Evil because it, this guy rips people's eyes out. So they Matt, see can no I interrupt evil. you for one second? Yeah, sure. Do you know what the original title of this was? Oh, God. It's so, it's so good. I, E-Y-E, it's the I Scream Man. Oh my god! Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. Um, very bad. That's a very bad title. Uh, Sorry, so, continue, Matt. So this is a movie. Uh, a bunch of delinquents get that that you know the characters you hate, and there's there's no likable characters here. They all come to a uh, uh, an abandoned hotel, which uh, admittedly is a pretty cool setting, and they get hunted down one by one by Undertaker's brother, without his trademark red mask. Uh, I think you can tell when I stopped watching wrestling on the regular. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, that's the movie, and there's a weird like Pamela Voorhees part, and um, I fucking hate this thing. I this is probably one of the worst slashers I've ever seen, and uh, I've seen Leprechaun Origins, and I'm gonna shit on that movie till the day I die. And uh, yeah, this is a movie that Jacob told me shockingly got a wide release. Yeah, this, is a, this is a theatrical release, baby. Ugh. What? Which you yeah. would not have guessed from the fonts chosen for the opening titles. And no. the look of the film. <laughs> uh, this looks like it was shot on a, uh, a camcorder that, that someone found in a garbage can. It probably was. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Can I, can, I, can I point out that this movie is a WWE Films production. And it's it produced, produced by Vince McMahon. That's... Uh, an important distinction here. Yes. They have <laughs> Which not is... produced uh, many things that are good. Uh, I think uh, Jacob well. and I discussed this on the previous episode of the Leprechaun special. Uh, what good movies have they done? Fighting with My Family and Oculus? That's two. Those are two. That's, That's two. two. Come out of like 40. Ain't that, that bad. No. That Halle Berry kidnap movie is supposed to be pretty good. I never saw it. I, I, I think I remember liking the first Marine. They, they, did they produce that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The first so one? So there you go. The the Marine. I don't know what that is. You John know what Cena, the Marine... baby. Is that, yeah. a John... <laughs> is that a John Cena action film? Yeah. Yes. Well, I haven't it's... seen it. Oh, man. It's by uh, Rennie Harlan. Oh, okay. I'll have to watch it then. Jesus. Yeah. And Thanks. then what? The, the the fourth or fifth one has Becky Lynch and like Shawn Michaels and yep. God. Yeah, the, the Miz, I think, shows up in some of them. <laughs> yeah, I think he's in the third one at least. Uh, okay. Who but, else but anyway, wants to this, talk about See No Evil? This garbage thing. Um <laughs> Yeah, what, no. what did you guys think of See No Evil? I fucking <sighs> hate it. It's trash. I couldn't wait to delete it from my hard drive. There's a little peek behind the curtain for this garbage. Uh, in the moment when I was watching it, I did not like it at all. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I do have, like, <clears throat> this was, like, uh, an early horror movie for me. Like, I watched it a lot on DVD for some reason. And I do have a certain sense of kind of nostalgia for it. But, I, but yeah, it's not uh, well made at all. Like, I, I think there's certain aspects of it I kind of like. Like, the effects aren't bad. There's a couple of okay kills uh um but yeah it, bad the, guy's kill is cool the what when they, when they kill the bad guy whatever kane when they kill yeah. Him, oh yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah that rocks even though the cgi is bad and he bonks his head a couple of times yeah. and then you <laughs> go inside his body as all his organs explode yeah he, he gets it the worst then in like the post credit sequence in the post credit sequence the dog pees in his head 
There's yeah. a post credit scene. Well, I guess it's a mid credit scene. I'm, I'm sure. I, Matt, I'm sure. I had turned. I turned this off as soon as the credits rolled. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, like a, a minute after the credits started, then we, we cut back. <laughs> we, we we cut back to uh, Kane, aka the killer, aka the mayor um, of whatever city he's in. <laughs> he. Um, he has no eye, and then the dog from before, uh, he uh, the the dog comes in and just pees right into the eye socket, and that's that's great. <laughs> Thank you, that Mark shades great. of Nightmare on Elm Street four, which is good because the rest of the movie is shades of other better slasher movies, A much better slasher movie. I, yes, I I have to admit. I kind of really liked this. Oh my god! <laughs> I gave this bad boy four stars on Letterboxd. What? Uh. Wait, four four out of five? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I had a good time. the The setting is cool. I love the you know. It's a cool hotel. Uh, the, you know, there was some interesting texture. I actually, I, I didn't hate all the characters. I mean, there are actively hateable characters. The one guy who like throws a thing at a dog. Um, but I don't know. I liked the, the, the vegan girl. She, she was cool. And she gets eaten by dogs at one point. That's cool. Sure. See, I'll, I'll admit, I didn't hate this, you know, maybe to the level Matt hated it. I can't I, stand I, this movie. <laughs> I mean, the, the only thing that stopped for me are, were the kills. Especially the, the, yeah, that vegan girl who... What she, she gets like tied up like uh, John yeah, McClane, <laughs> yeah, and then like thrown down, and then her arm breaks, and then the dogs come and eat her while she's hanging upside down. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was the scene that I was like, maybe I like this movie. Yeah, but I mean the, the story itself, it, it's it's frustrating. Oh. I mean, no, I mean, uh, it's not a story. <laughs> My, Jesus. I mean, give us somebody to root for. Like the the, the opening of the movie has like uh, these cops getting yeah. I uh, thought that attacked. cop was going to be like surviving exactly. most of the movie. Then he just gets a hook through the face. So I was like, oh, that was quick. Yeah, all right. Spoiler alert: He dies like twenty minutes in. This cop who got uh, almost killed by <laughs> yeah. by Kane. I bet the director thought he was being real clever. Like, oh, I'm going to pull a psycho and like kill it, who everyone thinks is the lead. No, no, you, you're not clever. Stop. Yeah, see, that's a problem. Like, there's nobody... I, I didn't know who the protagonist was. I didn't know who the good guy was who I was supposed to root for until, like, the very end when, like, there were three left. I go, I don't give a shit about these people. I don't know. <laughs> uh, other than that, yeah. Again, it's the kills. I mean, the the way that mother got got uh, toasted. Uh, just the spikes through her head. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the girl get the girl eats a cell phone. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was maybe too much. <laughs> too disturbing. Now who directed, I liked her. Who, who directed this? You told me something very uh, interesting about this individual. Yes, so this is directed by a man named Gregory Dark, which I imagine isn't his real name because his original job was as a pornography director, and this is his <laughs> first wow. attempt at making a non-pornography film. Well, he didn't get the lighting right. I'll tell you that much. Like, he kept his porno lighting. I yeah, the early two thousands horror aesthetic is extremely dorky. The like those flash bulb and then like ugh, zoom moments. I th- those suck. I hate those. But I like. I kind of like. Definitely Kane. a movie. Kane's. I like that he's just. He just has a face. You so rarely get to see a killer just have a normal person face. Yeah, and, I thought like, that was lame. I kind of liked it because it's like when he, he gets frustrated, you can see it. <laughs> then I would have been interested. It is surprising they've never tried to just make like, like why not make an Undertaker movie where the Undertaker is like a ghost man? Yeah, like what the hell? Why did you make Kane into a different horror guy? Like, like he's you a had Kane. From hell. You, you had. Why Kane. does he have to be Jacob Goodnight or whatever his name is? Yeah, what is his fucking name in this movie? Good body, good something. Jacob Goodnight. It, it's yeah, it's Goodnight. Jacob Goodnight. I, I got it right oh the first my time. God, this fucking movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it does answer the. It does ask the question like, why didn't like back in the early '90s and '90s, basically when all the characters were cartoons and ripoffs of you know Hollywood icons, uh, why wouldn't they just make movies with those characters? It makes no sense to me. Now, and neither so, does this goddamn movie. 
I, so none of you watched uh, Sino Evil 2, I take it? No, why would I watch a sequel to a movie I loathe? <laughs> yeah, so because I enjoyed Sino Evil, I was, I was kind of excited to see Sino Evil 2, which I had heard is better. It's uh, directed by the Suska Sisters, who um, are okay, pretty I'm, popular. I've heard of them. And uh, it, was, it was made in 2014, so kind of a long distance from the first one. And here's the weird part. It takes place the same night as the original. Of it does. They do like a Halloween <laughs> 2 with it. Oh my god. Because it, it takes place in the morgue where all the dead bodies are getting taken, including Jacob Goodbody. And um stars Danielle Harris. <laughs> Goodbody. I, I, I'm going to call him that. Danielle Harris of ha- Halloween fame. She's the, she's oh, the lead. She, uh, and uh, it's, it's always good to see her. Oh, the characters Catherine, are Catherine actual Isabel's real people in this one. What did you say, Matt? Catherine Isabel's in it, too. Yeah, she's great. I like her. Maybe she, I'll watch this. Because I like her and I like Daniel Harris. So she like, does fuck Jacob Goodbody's dead body at one point. Maybe I won't Spoiler watch it. Spoiler alert. All right. All right. Maybe I won't watch wow. this. No wonder um, you haven't seen her in movies lately. Except for <laughs> Bad Times at O'Reilly, which uh, that was a thing. She was in that. Yeah, so see no evil too. It was it was I mean, don't take my word for it cuz I like the first one, but I I I also enjoyed the second one. Um I'm I'm disappointed that uh, Vince McMahon is not uh in the producer Ed? credit for See No Evil 2. So uh because I I I'd like to think he was on set for See No Evil 1 and just dictated everything that happened uh for the entire movie. <laughs> now, doesn't he get a, a producer's credit on The Scorpion King? Oh my god, does he? I think, does he? I I believe he does. I'm, I'm looking this up real quick. Yeah, look, or, or, or Marcus, do you know this? Oh, no, I have no idea. <laughs> Damn it, Marcus. Well, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I have he sure does. entire IMDP page. In Executive that. producer. Fitz McMahon. Now, I, I, I don't know, uh, I mean, why... My question, my first question is why, and then my second question is like, is it because at that point, like he basically owns every wrestler going through the WWE, and if they pretty much, you know, if, yeah, and if they go and make a movie, he's like, oh, I'm going to tag along and I'm going to be an executive producer on this. Like, I, I that- think the idea was that he's he's trying to build the Rock as a star outside of wrestling in the hopes to bring people into wrestling. And because this is still the era where The Rock is being credited as The Rock and not yeah. Dwayne Johnson. And then he went so, back to The Rock. <laughs> but um, I, I, I mentioned this to, to lead us into our, our next uh, horror film with The Wrestler. And it's oh. uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Doom, baby. Doom 2005. Um, who wants to talk about this first? Because I have words. <laughs> uh, I, I'll just say I have not seen this. Okay, who's next? well yeah i i did not watch uh this for this but i did watch it recently like a few years ago and i do like this movie a lot actually i think it's one of the easily one of the better uh video game movies uh it does some like smart uh stuff with the fact that it's based on a video game uh -hmm. like there's this whole first person shooter segment that is like phenomenal yeah, it's actually like pretty cool, and like uh, Carl Urban, like he's in it. Uh, I remember him being like pretty good in the movie, and uh, 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 it, it, it's not the, <laughs> it's not the, it's not like this was like when they made Doom three before Doom became like really yeah. awesome when they reinvented it later with the remake, and like thinking of what that movie should be sounds a lot. Like, this is not the movie I would think of when you uh, say Doom, but, like, it's pretty good anyway. I don't know. You guys go. Oh, my God. Rosamund Pike is in this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this movie has Carl <laughs> Urban, Rosamund Pike, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, th- I love this movie. I saw it in theaters when it came out. I bought the DVD. I bought the Blu-ray. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I grew up playing Doom. Uh, one of my fondest memories is waking up 
and uh, on Christmas morning and my dad saying, go check the computer. And he had installed Doom 2 because it had just came out. And he's like, you don't have to open any of the presents. Just hang out on the computer and play Doom 2 all day. We're not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> so it was me killing demons all Christmas morning. Blessed be. Uh, I love Doom. Uh, the new one is great. Uh, the one from 2016. Haven't been able to get the, the Doom Eternal yet because uh, there's no money anymore. And I can't afford it. So, But once I get money, I will be getting Doom Eternal because uh, that game looks fun. Uh, this movie's fun. Uh, like Marcus said, that first-person shooter sequence is pretty dope. Uh, the Rock, uh, really cool that he plays a villain in this. Spoilers, I guess. I guess that's a spoiler. Uh, yeah, that's such a cool touch. Yeah, and he, he, he didn't start off as, like, action good guy with this. He was like, wow, this guy's a dick. I, I don't like you. Uh, well, it's... It's interesting. It's the only other time other than The Mummy Returns, and that barely counts, where he plays yeah. a villain. Yeah. Uh, but no, I did. It's the only time movie, human like, The Rock plays a villain. <laughs> yes. Uh, I like Doom. I like Doom. Jacob, how about you? Yeah, so this was my first time watching it today. And, oh, shit. Um, yeah, it was good. I, I had a good time. I think... It's fun. Yeah, it, it helps that Carl Urban is bigger now. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think, because I think a lot of people went in expecting this to be the rocks movie and then halfway mm -hmm. through the rock starts to become a a dick yeah um but yeah no it's it does some fun cool i don't know it has some some nice takes on the material my only two notes were cool monster effects and wait doom is actually pretty good so that's, <laughs> <laughs> those are my thoughts on doom it's it's actually pretty good i, I was surprised yeah, it's one of the better uh, video game movies that actually follows the plotline of the game, which is rare for a video game movie. Looking at you, Resident Evil. Um, <laughs> what's next on our, our movie list there, Jacob? You watch well, this. I just wanna, yeah, I just want to take a, a quick, brief interlude by saying Santa's Slay, starring Goldberg. Oh, boy. Maybe main eventing WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it... This movie, and again, nobody's going to believe me after me being so positive this whole episode. Santa <laughs> Slay fucking rules. I, um, I Look, look. I know you're not going to want to believe me that the movie where Goldberg plays evil Santa is extremely good. <laughs> now, can I, can I jump in? I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia page, yeah. and I, f I find this hilarious. Okay, In the synopsis, it goes, Well, eating Christmas dinner with Santa Claus, then parentheses, Bill Goldberg... Coincidentally, also Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so... Well, so... Uh, I'm pretty sure the director is Jewish. And the, the opening scene is Goldberg killing a family of jerks. Played by Fran Drescher, Chris Kattan, and James Caan oh my... showing up for five minutes at the beginning okay, of Santa's Okay, now Jacob... Life. Jacob, had you told me Fran Drescher was in this, I would have watched this immediately. What the hell? Uh, just, That's just a selling the point five for minutes. me. So what? You could have lied. But, um, <laughs> so like, Santa... she's the lead. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the hook of the movie is that Goldberg is Santa, obviously, and sure. Santa is Satan's um, virgin birth. So just okay. as God impregnated a virgin and we got jesus santa is the opposite Sant satan impregnated a virgin and we got S santa jesus and, this movie and so christmas started as everybody praying to protect themselves from santa who would like kill people and go on a rager every christmas and one year uh, like a thousand years ago an old man beat him in shuffleboard <laughs> and it was because he's a gambling man. Santa loves to gamble, and the results of At losing retirement his bet communities apparently are that he has to be good for a thousand years, and instead of attacking people, he has to give them presents. Oh my god! And this is the year that a thousand years is up, and so now he can do whatever he wants. Now he's let loose. Yeah, and so like right. he knows everybody's like wish lists and is pissed off about it, and I don't know. It's for low-budget horror Christmas comedies, which there are many, this is the only one I think is genuinely funny. Like, it tries to be funny and actively is funny. Santa goes to a strip club, and before he rips the pole out of the wall to attack people with, he sprays it down with hand sanitizer. <laughs> Timely! 
<laughs> yeah, so I don't know. There's just a bunch of goofy gags like that. And I don't know. Santa Slay, it's great. Tiny Lister shows up for like one second and the movie is just like... Oh, the president pauses. of the world. So everyone can be like, oh, it's Tiny Lister. Even <laughs> though that's like, I don't know, maybe six of us out there who would get really stoked about that. I'd get stoked about that. Um, fun fact, they took the name of this movie from the fake horror movie inside uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh. That's a lie, uh, but that's also a horror <laughs> movie that's in Ernest Saves Christmas. Okay. I, I have beefs with Ernest Saves Christmas, but that's for a different show. Oh, my God. <laughs> this movie is 78 minutes, and also it says here on Wikipedia, uh, directed by David Steinman, who is a former assistant to Burt Ratner. Uh, yeah. Burt, oh, Burt Ratner serves as a producer. Of course. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. Oh yeah, the yeah the mid two thousands were a crazy time, guys. And it's on YouTube. <laughs> Hello, save to watch later. Okay, <laughs> and fucking tastic. I real talk, guys. I dreamt about Christmas carols last night. Oh no! I had this. I had sugar plums dancing in my head from this movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um. All right, but next movie. Let's talk about this next movie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I didn't watch this one. I made this. I made oh, yeah, you tapped out. I, I made it ten <laughs> minutes in. So um, ten minutes, Matt. Come on. Yeah, uh, I, it, I I put it on at work, and I was like, "This is bullshit." I'm turning it off. Uh, we're good. This and, is your uh, job, man. Don't you take this seriously? Is it though? <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, which Marcelo Marcus? Which one of you recommended that we watch this? Where, where did this yeah, come yeah, from? Yeah, Marcus, okay. explain uh, yourself. First off, yeah. First off, I apologize. Um, second, uh, (laughs) I think I thought this was a different movie. (laughs) I I am the one that pushed for this because I think I thought this was the Kurt Angle zombie movie starring, uh, with Matt Hardy in it. And there's a few other wrestlers and, uh, turns out, yeah, turns out that's, uh, what pro wrestlers versus zombies. Uh, we uh, definitely should have watched that instead. I think Jacob, <laughs> you brought it up in the chat, but by that point, uh, I think we were already locked in on this, and this was free on YouTube. Um, but yeah, so what? So what is it? It's uh, of course River <laughs> of Darkness. It's, it's, of course, uh, everybody knows. Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, that classic it's, film we all know and love. Yeah, it's based on the novel uh, with the same name, uh, written by Joseph Conrad uh, about. <laughs> Colonel Prince Angle. Um, so, yeah, it's like a horrible, horrible, horrible zero dollar budget uh, piece of shit movie that made me fall asleep almost twice. Uh, oh, uh, it is almost unwatchable. I, when when should I reveal that I like this movie? Oh shit! Yeah, so no. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love now, hey, Marcus, here's my hey Marcus. Do you want to join a podcast as the third host? And, uh, <laughs> get rid of that guy. Yeah. Listen, yeah, here's my rationale. Right okay, now. listen. So this movie is a piece of crap. Okay, it's 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 super short, low budget, shot like on like a seemingly like on a like a cheap hundred dollar video camera. It was shot on a Motorola Razor. Let's not get yeah. <laughs> it's about like these demon. Uh, these demons uh, by a river of darkness uh, that go about <laughs> killing uh, these townspeople, right? Now, here's my defense of this. If you if you would have given this movie just like an extra, like, I don't know, uh, give it a million bucks. Give it a better camera. Give it a better cast. This would be an A24 movie. I swear to God. Uh, okay? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to disagree. If you gave this movie an extra million dollars and a better cast, you would have The Fog, because it is exactly just The Fog by John Carpenter. But it's shit. It, uh, and this movie had a budget of uh, $3.2 million, by the way. Did it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing well, that, that those entirely to wrestler salaries. Yeah, yeah those, went it went salaries. to... Kurt Angle, Kevin Nash, uh, what, what, what are the wrestlers in this? There's like three, it's like four wrestlers. Yeah, Sid Vicious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to hear more about your A24 version of this movie, though. Because it's just, it just, it's, uh, the story 
it didn't captivate me. It interested me. I go, okay, where's this going? Kurt Angle plays this like small town cop who nobody likes for some odd reason. I don't know. And he's he, Kurt Angle. He's, yeah, he doesn't believe in God. Like there's there's kernels of interesting like stuff you could do with this. In my head, I'm like, if I gave it a if I gave the script a pass, this could be an Ari Aster film. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, sh- sh- shut your mouth, Matt. I know you're 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 you're, you're very anti Midsummer, which I don't appreciate. But uh, no, I hate that movie. But I love uh, Hereditary, so there you go. Just imagine. Okay, if just imagine. You know, just, just just imagine if Ari Aster got a hold of this script and this and this premise. Honestly, Ugh. it's there. It has interesting ideas, but it's 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 still bad. But you're still, winning like, me over. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> The basic plot of how these people became the the zombie men or whatever is that like they one of them was falsely accused of sexual assault and murdered, and then like the entire family was also murdered. I don't think that would be good in a current horror movie, Marcel. I don't know why you do. Uh, <laughs> now listen, I, I think there's almost nothing redeeming here at all. It, it uh, I'll say this as like somebody who goes to film festivals and sees low budget crap. I'll say that this is like I don't know. Again, it's interesting on the face of it, but it just it's it, the execution is terrible. It's terrible. So I, I think yeah. it's often very funny. Not always intentionally so, but not like unintentionally funny. There's some just some really weird dialogue. There's one minute where like there's this old man just like feeding a bunch of fish and Kurt Angle is talking to him and he just turns to him and he goes, "Do you think fish have souls?" <laughs> it's just like never brought up again. Um, I, yeah, I, turned it off, I turned it off when uh, his deputy said was like behind a computer just asking him questions and Kurt Angle was just staring at him in the face, just not answering. <laughs> it is this movie. It's insane that they cast wrestlers in this movie because nobody does anything even like a approaching wrestling move. No, not at all. Well, like, the 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 the, the final. Well, I mean, Matt, you you didn't get to this that final <laughs> fight between Kurt Angle and and Kevin Nash, where Kurt Angle's like, well, I think Kevin Nash what holds Kurt Angle up by the neck, yeah, and then like, uh, there's I'm not defending <laughs> that. But Kevin, but Kevin I'm just Nash saying, gets to be kind of wrestling, but. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, uh, again, I Kevin Nash's wig. Yeah, uh, he had a funny uh, zombie look because he, he has you know a what? very like grotesque body, but then his wig is just like Marcelo. Did like you Christine. did you notice the wig? Uh, I did not actually notice the wig. <laughs> I, I have yes, very bad my, wig, dar. My brother in arms. <laughs> See, uh, listeners, Marcelo and I both suffer from an affliction called wig blindness. <laughs> but like, it's it's a horrible affliction where we can't tell if actors and actresses are actually wearing wigs. It doesn't uh, even match. Like, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's a great Christ. affliction to have. Sure, uh, but I, I will say I had no idea those. Uh, I think the the three ghouls. Uh, revealed, they're all wrestlers, right? And I didn't know they're all gonna be wrestlers, so that was a cool little like surprise for me. I go, hey, it's Kevin Nash, play-, just like with some, you know, uh, uh, like some ghost face makeup. I I don't know, it's yeah. interesting. I you know I I don't regret having watched this. This is something me I made my friends watch when I was like twelve. <laughs> I like at one point somebody says, "Pay the fiddler," instead of "Pay the piper," which I thought was weird. <laughs> I don't know how you screw up that. Um, and at one point, there's a nighttime backdrop that is literally just like a couple of Christmas lights, like instead of stars, they're just like really bright light bulbs. I liked that part too. Maybe um, I need. Maybe I need to watch the fog because. Um, it, it, please watch the fog. It is the exact same premise of this. I have not seen the fog. Sorry. Right? Oh my I, god. I'm I'm slowly making my way through the through the uh, carpenter blind spots. Okay. Wow. Okay. I mean, I just saw I just saw Starman for the first time in my life like a few months ago. So oh. come on, I'll get there. I'll get there. The fog is better than that. Uh, obviously, obviously, it's going to be better than this. No, uh, the fo- uh, no, the fog is better than Starman. Oh, sorry. I mean, this is the fog is better than River of Darkness. So. Oh, <laughs> Most I- are. <laughs> 
Uh, April like 21st or something is the day that the fog takes place. So that would be a good day to watch it for the first time. Oh, yeah. interesting. I have an alarm on my phone that I keep noticing and it just says, watch the fog. <laughs> I'm like, when did I set this up? <laughs> can we, now, can uh, we talk uh, about uh, a good movie? No, I'll say well, one last thing. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure it's this uh, movie stole this from the fog since I haven't seen it. But that shot of like the ghouls uh, uh, on the right next to the river, and like there's like light behind them, and there's fog. Obviously, I mean, <laughs> it has some quote unquote cool shots that I'm sure they're ripped off from somewhere else. But I don't know. By the end of it, I'm go. At least they're trying with their string, you know, shoestring budget. So that, yeah. that's it. I'm done. I'm, I'm done defending it. I'm excited for you to watch the fog, so you can be like, finally, this movie that I pictured while I was watching River of Darkness. It <laughs> finally, <laughs> it's a good version of River of Darkness. Yeah. Can we talk about a good movie though? Yeah, yes. let's talk about John Carpenter, baby. A good movie that was directed by John Carpenter. Um, yes, 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 yes. We are talking about, I believe, 1988 this came out? Yeah? 1988's They Live. Fuck yes. Uh, Directed by John Carpenter, uh, starring Rowdy Roddy Piper, Keith David, and Meg Foster. Uh, This movie owns. This movie is one of Carpenter's best, I would think. Uh, Everyone, pretty much, I guess, everyone has seen this, right? For the most part? Like, on Earth? On Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a thing. Uh, listeners, if you haven't seen it, guess what? We're going to talk all about it. So uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper plays a drifter who can suddenly see that aliens have slowly taken over the world and are promoting Reaganomics. It's pretty fucking good, folks. Uh, someone else talk about this first, and then I'll chime in later. So I, I, I love They Live. It's, um, it feels ever more prescient to every yes. day yes. as they're complaining about the humans who are selling out other human lives for a momentary mm-hmm. taste of greed so that they can be in with the aliens. Um, Roddy, I think, you know, if we focus on the wrestler, I think he gives a genuinely very great performance. He's extremely both like Agreed. charismatic and also you buy him so easily as a blue collar worker who's out of work and drifting around yeah. and looking for a job. And you easily buy that. him as an action star. Yes, you easily buy him beating up Keith David for 20 minutes. Ah, that fight, that fight is so good. Uh, little background, uh, Roddy Piper was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Uh, when I was watching uh, WWF growing up, uh, I loved how much of a like a shit heel he was, uh, just always getting into arguments, fighting people. Uh, I think um, right around the time I really uh, I was watching wrestling like religiously when I was a little kid. I believe it was WrestleMania 12, uh, where he had a uh, Hollywood backlot brawl with uh, Goldust, where um, I forget who got hit with the car. I think he hit Goldust with a car, like he ran him over or some shit. <laughs> it was it was bonkers. See, this uh, is the kind of stuff I want to see at this year's WrestleMania. Yeah, give me a <laughs> backlot brawl. <laughs> uh, but no, Roddy Piper was a great wrestler. Uh, died way too young, and this is probably his best movie. I mean, he's like generally terrific <laughs> <Yeah>. in this. <laughs> that, that's a fair assessment to make. Yeah, that's a very fair assessment. Marcelo, Marcus, what do you guys think of this? Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. I, this was my first time seeing this movie. Oh, and, oh shit. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And I absolutely loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Like, I've, like every John Carpenter movie I've seen, I loved. And uh, yeah, everything you guys said, Roddy Piper was amazing in it. Keith David was great in it. Uh, the, that fight scene that they had is like genuinely, genuinely like one of the best fight scenes I've ever it's seen. It's so it just, cool. It won't stop either. It just keeps going. Like every time you think it's going to stop, it won't put on the glasses. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and like, I knew a lot about the movie. I knew the whole reveal with the, uh, the sunglasses and the aliens are there. And I knew the, I knew a lot of the uh, catchphrasey lines uh, that because uh, Duke Nukem rips them off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yep. but uh, yeah, even even knowing all that stuff, like it was still uh, just as affecting as if I hadn't known it. Um, like that that scene where he first gets the sunglasses and looking around, it's like genuinely very scary. Yeah, um, really unsettling. And like the politics of it are like 
fantastic in a way that like uh and they hold up <laughs> yeah they make me think like uh why aren't other movies doing this other directors doing this like talking about real issues like in this kind of smart of a way they talked about that. Uh, I watched uh, the behind-the-scenes documentary on the, the disc, and they talked about how this movie opened at number one, played for a few weeks, and then just disappeared. And uh, one of the people who worked on the movie was like, yeah, this movie must have pissed someone off. Jesus. I, I believe it. I absolutely believe it. It's, and it, it seems like a really uh, a vital movie, like a really angry movie, and it's... Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it's like so much fun to watch. Like it, yeah, it, it's really well It done. blew me away. Really blew me away. Originally scheduled to open up against Halloween 4, uh, but they didn't want it to compete against Michael Myers, so they had it open up a week later, which was a couple days before Election Day. Oh, man. Which, uh, John Carpenter said uh, it was a much more apt release date for us. (laughs) (laughs) This has maybe one of John Carpenter's best final shots of any of his movies. Yep. Yes, yeah. Yep, yep. What's the matter, baby? <laughs> <laughs> I I do genuinely love this movie. I in the first 5 minutes of rewatching it uh, yesterday I'm like, "Oh, no, this is a classic." Yep. I I Oh wait, this is uh, good. Don't you love it yeah. when you watch a movie yeah. that you've seen like like for me, I hadn't seen this movie since high school and like a few minutes in I was like, "Oh yeah, no, this movie is great." Like yeah. this is really it, good. It's been years since I've seen this, and I remember back then thinking, "Oh, this is amazing." And now, just it's it's just a, it's just a reminder, especially now in yeah. 2020. Jesus Christ, the the politics of it still works, and it holds the hell I, up. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, double feature this with uh, listener listeners. If you get a chance, double feature this with Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Any version you want, it's fine because um, it works. Oh, I'll mention this real quick. Uh, I almost uh, suggested we watch Hell Comes to Frogtown, which also stars uh, Roddy Piper. Mm -hmm. Um, And you guys were saying, he's he's, he's amazing in this. He has a charisma that uh, a lot of these wrestlers have that uh, that they carry over to you know, to the big screen. Uh, he is he is still so great in Hell Comes to Frogtown. Um, have you guys seen Hell Comes to Frogtown? Uh, I have not. Not since middle school. Not since I saw it in middle school. We rented the tape. Don't Marcus. I, yeah, I had not seen They Live, but of course I've seen Hell Comes to Frogtown. Of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I do really like that movie, and yeah, that made me like. Uh, Roddy Piper like a hell of a lot that yeah, movie cause, yeah cause like that I mean he plays the the uh, the only guy who can impregnate a woman in this like post-apocalyptic world and, <laughs> and, <laughs> With the and I, I forget people. the reason yeah yeah perfect casting as <laughs> as a perfect male specimen but yeah then he has to go to Frogtown to uh, uh, rescue <sighs> these women uh, and like uh, the, the, the monsters in it are uh, it, it's teetering on the edge of like low budget cheesiness, but like re- they really pull off the monsters though. Okay, uh, no, I have not seen this. I have not seen this. I always confuse this title, Hell Comes to Frogtown, with Chopper Chicks from Zombie Town. <laughs> easy, easy to make that confusion, Matt. Which is yeah, a movie yeah. I actually owned on VHS and still do. It's still around here somewhere. <laughs> but I, I'll recommend anybody who wants more uh, Roddy Piper uh, sci-fi craziness to watch uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown, because that really holds up. Uh, and Vinegar Syndrome, their release of it, uh, it's pretty damn good. Of course they put out fucking Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> because why wouldn't they? Um, so yeah, they live. It's pretty fucking awesome, right? <laughs> Ah, uh, amazing, yeah. So yeah, this is this was a fun little crossover, wasn't it, folks? Yeah, I'm excited I, to watch WrestleMania. Are you? <laughs> yeah. You're you're the one. <laughs> I, I guess I am the one. I I don't know, it's a good time. <laughs> I, I so I had always told my friends when I turned thirty we were gonna go see we were gonna go see WrestleMania live. And so for years that was like the plan. I was gonna take them all. And last year when it was in Jersey, I live in Maryland, and so I was like, oh, you know what? It's close this year. Let's just go a year early, and, you know, because who knows where it's going to be next year. Oh, boy. Listeners, I'm glad I did that. Yep. Good job. (laughs) Got to see (laughs) Becky Lynch win. Got to to go to Jersey, see some friends, and uh, got to actually see WrestleMania instead of just be sad home alone. 
uh, and that's the vibe we're all going to be bringing for <laughs> being being sad home alone watching sad WrestleMania. Home alone. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I, I I'm I genuinely want to. I mean, of course, I am excited to see how it'll turn out. Um. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be a train wreck, Marcelo. Yeah, uh, no, it, yeah, it just, it's 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 gonna, gonna be, a be literal frog town. I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm sure you guys have seen those clips of like the audienceless shows. Yeah, that's why. Why it's are they weird. talking to no one? Stop it! Rewrite your show. <laughs> see, see, I, I, and, and, and I think it's read the room. And 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 Marcus can can back me up on it. Like there is a way to make it work. I mean, AEW, mm-hmm. what they've done on their show, yeah. They are making it work, and I hopefully with them pre-recording it and and like you know maybe they'll you know uh, look over at what AEW is doing just like see, steal some of their ideas. There's a way to make it entertaining without an audience. So I mean, right, Marcus? No, yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, there is a way that they could pull it off, and I think like the way they sectioned it is it's it's over two nights, and so neither show is going to be hopefully too long. So hopefully you won't get tired of it uh, by the end of it. So yeah, there is a chance that it is okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I they make a points. good video package. What night is yeah, this happening? Yeah, when is this? Friday and Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Friday? Is it Friday or Saturday? Oh, Marcus. Saturday. <laughs> uh, should be Saturday and Sunday, I believe. Oh, right? Saturday and Sunday. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought- that was Friday and Saturday. All right. Always asking me dates. Gotta be Saturday and Sunday. Fourth and fifth. Yes, Saturday and Sunday together. Gonna be real weird. Yes, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. And we are going to talk about it. All four of us here are going to talk about it on that podcast, Marking the Marks with Marcus Marking and Marcello. The Marks with Marcus yeah. and Marcello. <laughs> Stay tuned uh, for this amazing crossover. Speaking of which, uh, before we go, uh, I'm going to use that bit that I stole from Marcelo all those years ago. Gentlemen, where can we find you online on the internet? Jacob? Oh, I'm at uh, Jacob underscore Denoble on Twitter and Letterboxd, and that's about it. Uh, as for me, you can find me uh, here, and you can find me on basically any social media you can think of at the real Matt C, uh, except no substitutes. And all that bullshit. Uh, Marcelo. <laughs> uh, yes, you can find me and other people's work and podcasts over at TalkFromSociety.com. Go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash TalkFromSociety. Uh, there you can find commentaries, bonus episodes. Hey, and a new show Marcus and I have started called Open Up a Can of Podcast, where, where we chronicle... The story, the feud between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon. Uh, the first two episodes mm. are there now. That sounds fun. Um, Marcus, how about you? Yeah, you can follow me at Marcus Irving three one seven on Twitter. Uh, that uh, listen to Marking the Marks, especially our next episode. If you like the show, hopefully you'll like that. Uh, that's that's all I've got. I What's think. the Twitter account? Yeah, sure. Mark- follow that Twitter of that podcast <laughs> at Marking the Marks. M A R K I N G T H E M A R C S. Yes, with uh, a C. Yeah, because uh, it's hosted by two M A R C's, Marcus and Marcelo. Get it? Get it, guys? Get, get it? that reference. That's that's clever. <laughs> uh, as for us, you can also follow us over on Twitter at Monsters Die Pod. Uh, check out for some uh, some dank memes starring monsters in them sometimes <laughs> when I remember to log on to that account. Uh, and pretty soon, according to Marcelo's reasoning, we'll have our own iTunes feed. So you can actually yeah. subscribe to us there and rate and subscribe and smash that like button, fam. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> until next time, uh, I'm Matt. And I'm Jacob. Stay spooky. Oh yeah!